Hey there, welcome to today's edition of Verity Vitamins. My name is Benjamin Payson. The purpose of Verity Vitamins is to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, and not to deconstruct our faith, but to examine the Word and ourselves as to whether or not we are really in true faith. And, and the problem with what people call fake faith is that fake faith is not faith. <laughs> but there is a real faith. And we don't want to deconstruct that. We want to find out if we're in real faith. And if we're not, we want to get in real faith. We want to find ourselves full of the real, genuine faith of God. Amen. And that's the purpose of this segment is is small, bite-sized podcast, uh, like like taking vitamins. You know, it's not it's not a big thing. It's just something you take on your way to work that will help you to renew your mind. Amen. Today, I want to talk about uh, the Syrophoenician woman, and the title of this is Even the Dogs. I want to talk about the Syrophoenician woman. There's a lot of confusion about this passage, and uh, some people think that Jesus was unnecessarily rude. But let me just go ahead and help you. Uh, Jesus didn't miss it. <laughs> if you didn't understand something, uh, just go ahead and assume you missed it. He didn't. Jesus never said one wrong word when he was on this earth. But let's go ahead and get into it here. Uh, Matthew 7, verse 6, it says this, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Now, what's he saying here? He is not calling people names. He's not trying to be rude. He is describing something. Now, dogs... In that time and culture, from the little bit of study that I've done, uh, don't seem to represent what they do in our culture. Um, from, from my understanding, and I could be wrong about this, but dogs were not as common as household pets, and they were not, certainly not as celebrated as they are today. I mean, we just, a lot of times we treat our dogs like they're members of the family, we love them, you know. Um, and, and a lot of times back then, from, from what I've studied, the limited knowledge that I have, it doesn't seem like dogs necessarily held that same place in society at this time. But what he's emphasizing here is uh, an animal, a creature that does not value something. They do not value you're giving something holy and precious to them, and they have no value for it. They have no discernment of what it is, and they treat it like another chew toy. They treat it like something to eat. And then it describes pigs trampling pearls in the mud. And they don't have a value for it. They don't have a reverence, and they're setting it aside. They're treating it like it's nothing. And what he's describing here is giving something holy, and precious and valuable to somebody who does not value it, that does not think it's worth anything, that despises it, tramples it, sets it aside, and the implication is tries to get you to devalue it. And, and this is a big reason why you got to be careful about trying to be somebody else's conscience for them. You know, somebody has a standard that they're living by. Maybe they have a higher standard in an area than you might and trying to get them to conform to your conscience. Oh, you just need to loosen up about that. You need to stop being so uptight about that. Well, you know, I don't, I don't see any scriptures in the New Testament that say loosen up. <laughs> and and you got to be careful about that. 
because, you know, people say, well, we're just trying to get them to to just kind of relax and, and kick back and not be so uptight. And I understand that you don't want people to be legalistic and in bondage. And, and I get that there's a time and a place for for the truth in that area. But what you want to watch out about is getting somebody else to violate their conscience in order to accommodate your conscience and despising things despising somebody's standards, despising somebody's, um, you know, what they feel like they've, they've gotten from the Lord about how they're to live their life, what they will do or won't do. If you read Romans 14, it gets all into that. You want to be careful about that because you could be trampling something precious. I'm going to say it again. You could be unintentionally, unknowingly trampling something precious. And you want to be careful about that. This is why you don't want to be too quick to come against things or to despise things. Now, if it's blatantly against the word, that's different. That's not what I'm talking about. But if it's something that maybe you're like, well, I don't think that's necessary or I don't think that's this or that. Well, it's not your conscience. That's a question here. So that's just a little little side note for you. But don't give something precious to someone who doesn't value it or has no use for it. So in light of that, let's let's read this uh, passage in Matthew 15, 22. It says, Behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to Jesus, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. So she's in distress. She's got a problem on her hands. And, you know, how did her daughter get demon-possessed, I wonder? Well, there was probably an open door in her home and her life. And it may have happened by something that she was doing that opened the door to this. But now, because it's going south and things are becoming problematic, now she needs help. And so she heard that Jesus is a miracle worker. She heard that he has the ability to cast out demons. So she's coming to him to get something from him. And watch this. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. Now, I want to emphasize this to you. He didn't do that. He didn't do what the disciples said that he should do. He didn't send her away. He, he said to her, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. <laughs> now, this is all kinds of not politically correct. But I think some people are missing what's happening here. He didn't call her a dog. Jesus never called her a dog. He didn't say, you're a dog. No, he didn't say that. He said, it's not good to take something precious and give it to the dogs. Do you see that? What he's doing is testing as to whether or not she is somebody who values this or doesn't value it. Do you see this? He's saying this is the children's bread, healing. This is a precious thing that's meant for the children. He said, and it's not good to cast my pearls before swine. It's not good to give that which is holy to the dogs. In other words, it's not good to give it to those who don't value it. He is not calling her a dog. He's saying it's not good to give it to the dogs. Are you somebody who values this? He's testing as to whether or not. And watch what she answered. <clears throat> she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. 
Oh, come on. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that hour. What do we see in this? Jesus is testing whether or not she values this by identifying what it is. And he's saying it's not good to throw this to the dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, you're right. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. What is she revealing? That she has an understanding of how valuable this is. Oh, come on. Do you see this? Her value and her honor for the things of God, for this precious bread (laughs) of the healing power of God, she is revealing to Jesus her faith in it by her value for it. I've never said it quite that way before. But her faith in him was revealed in her value for him. Her faith in the children's bread and what it could do was revealed in her value for it. She said, even a crumb of this would heal my child. She's revealing that she values it. She honors it. She esteems it. And that was a revelation of her faith. Here's the thing I'm seeing in this, that you cannot have faith detached from value. Because the moment you start to devalue something precious, you have just revealed that you have lost your faith in that area. Come on. And because you don't recognize the value of it and what it can do for you, so you don't have faith in it anymore. You've lost interest. You've lost your um, expectation. And you've lost your value. And it's connected to your faith. And Jesus said, you value this. And your faith is revealed in this. And so be it done unto you as you desire. Have some crumbs. (laughs) And your daughter will be healed according to your faith because you believed that this bread could heal your daughter with only a crumb. That revealed your faith and be it done unto you. Do you see this? This is not about him calling her a dog. It's about him revealing the value. Do you see that? Let me read this to you real quick. Uh, in Acts thirteen forty four, it says, On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy, and contradicting and blaspheming, they opposed the things spoken by Paul. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, We turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. So the Jews in this situation despised the word. And Paul said, okay, we had to preach to you first, but since you despise it, we're taking the children's bread and we're giving it to the Gentiles. Come on. The ones that they considered dogs, the Gentiles, they were the ones that were glad and glorified God. Why? Because the word was coming to them and they valued it. He said, you don't want the children's bread? Okay, we're going to give it to somebody else who values it. And that's the thing that God is emphasizing in this. He gives precious things to those who value them. He gives the children's bread to those who value it. And, you know, you can be surprised sometimes by who receives the word and who doesn't. 
And sometimes there are self-righteous people who feel like they know everything and they've heard everything and they don't need anything else. And it's hard to minister to those people because they know it all <laughs> and they don't need anything else. They've lost their value for it. Or they, they don't want to hear what you have to say. All they want to do is argue with you and nitpick over this thing and over that thing. But then there's other people who just came off the street and came out of wicked lifestyles, and yet they value it. They, they, they treat it like, like somebody who hasn't eaten for days getting something precious, <laughs> getting bread. And they value it, and there's a flow, and there's an ability to minister to those people. And so what I want to emphasize to you today in this podcast is, number one, uh, don't assume that people who are living rough lifestyles or are, are maybe not, not doing all the right things won't value the Word. And when there's a value there and there's a flow, we see that where there's faith and value, that's where God's anointing flows. And also... Uh, we we want to guard against uh, getting too familiar with the things of God and not being hungry for it ourselves, because God wants us to value what He values, and that's where there's a flow. Don't lose your value, don't lose your reverence, don't lose your hunger for the things of God, because it is those who value the Word. It is those who hunger for righteousness that are filled. 